And welcome back to another edition of Football Game Plan's Best Bets Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt-Zar of The Playbook. Follow me on Twitter at Plan. Joined, as always, are my co-analysts, Gene Clemens. Follow him at Gene Clemens. Chris James, follow him at Chris James. And also subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. We love to hear your feedback, and we love the fact you show us consistent support on this show. And don't forget to check out the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash footballgameplan and also bookmark the website footballgameplan.com and if you're unfamiliar with the best bet podcast we're going to give you our best bets of the weekend this is week nine total uh week nine college football week eight in the nfl give you our best picks of the weekend against the spread and we're going to start as always in the college football ranks and i'm going to start out west in the mountain west conference game between wyoming and colorado state colorado state is coming into this ball game two point favorites Wyoming had a lot of hype coming into this season, talking about their defense, and you know they're going to be just fine even without Josh Allen. Well, they're still playing the same offensive football with without Josh Allen that they play with him, which is inconsistent offensive football. But at least he got to a bowl game. Defensively, they're uh, not as aggressive as we thought. They have some good pro prospects, but because their offense can't put points up on the board, their defense gets tired and gets run over. I think that's going to happen in this game. So I would say lay the points with Colorado State. But that's a good pick. I'm Colorado State. I'm doing stuff while I'm in the team that many thought um, they would be coming into the year. Um, I, I go back to the to the, um, Duke, and and Duke is actually giving um, two and a half to Pitt versus a Pitt team that's in, um, but still not near a a team where they're going to be competing for anything more than possibly um, a, a, a really, really low bowl berth. And I don't I think that'll be hard-pressed to happen for them this year. I think Duke has way too much to lose um, if they lose this game. Um, the opportunity to still be alive, still be in the hunt for an ACC title, um, an opportunity for um, a, a big-time bowl game for a program that that's still looking to be respected as a football um, team. So I think Duke having so much to prove, having um, so much to play for, they'll rally and and they'll they'll cover this two and a half, no problem. You know that makes all the sense in the world. Duke is one of those teams that is being undervalued, kind of like Stanford was, you know, several years ago, uh, where for some reason people just refuse to admit that they're a better team than you'd like to think. And I'm going to actually piggyback off of that Pittsburgh game that you talking about, the game with Pitt. The team that Pitt played uh, last week and actually gave a run, that's Notre Dame. They're playing the Navy midshipmen. And we know, Emory talks about it quite a bit. I talk about it sometimes as well. When you're playing the academies and you have a short week to deal with them and deal with that triple option offense, it is very hard to do. This game happens to be played on the West Coast, away from South Bend, the Naval Academy does get that home game. They are 24-point underdogs in a game, in a situation where you're going to have both teams running the ball, running on the clock. I like Navy to cover that 24 points. Notre Dame to still get the victory, but Navy should be able to keep up that 24-point uh, spread. Next game I'm looking at is in the ACC. Wake Forest taking on the Louisville Cardinals, and I don't know what to make of Louisville this year, but I do know I like what I've seen from Wake Forest this season. They play sound fundamental defense. They they are okay offensively as far as uh, moving the football. Their quarterback is he's good, but he's erratic. 
but you you can see the progress he's going to make moving forward. So I like the way they play offense. I just trust Wake Forest more so than Louisville, and Wake Forest is coming into this ball game two and a half point underdogs. I think Wake wins outright. So take Wake and the points against Louisville. Again, another another good pick. Louisville wildly not only just inconsistent, but they're bad. It's horrible, and so. I think the best team in Kentucky, obviously, is the University of Kentucky, and that's why I want to go next. They travel to Missouri um, to take on Mizzou, and I think that this Kentucky defense is, is being um, undervalued. Um, they are getting seven and a half versus Mizzou, and, and while many might think, oh, well, that makes sense, they're at Mizzou, seven and a half. I, I, don't, I don't see Mizzou being able to stop um, that Benny Snell um, running game, I think that they'll be able to keep them balanced enough that they can't load up the box. Ultimately, that Kentucky defense will stand up and show that they are a force to be reckoned with um, in the SEC East, and, and they'll keep it rolling. And I, and I like them to cover that seven and a half, if not win outright. I like that pick, Gene, because look, unless something's going on that I don't know about, why do why do, why does Vegas hate Kentucky? Because it seems like Kentucky's always undervalued, <laughs> and they keep winning games, and they're a good team. Uh, but speaking of the team that you actually picked to lose, they're a former Big 12 team, and I'm looking at a Big 12 matchup. This is classic. This is set up perfectly, folks. This is Texas being ranked number six. Yes, they play good football. They play gritty football. But they don't have the talent, the requisite talent that they're used to having, and I think going into a hard place to play in Stillwater and being a three-and-a-half-point favorite does not bode well for them. I think Oklahoma State takes this game outright. This is a perfect situation for Texas to drop the ball. So definitely take the three-and-a-half points that Oklahoma is being given, and you can take Oklahoma State outright because I think they get the W on prime time uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's move on to the NFL, and I think Chris and I may differ on this one. Uh, Washington is is coming out here to take on the New York Giants, and the Redskins are one-point underdogs. I know everyone is looking for the Giants to galvanize and rally the troops and, you know, trade them with their defensive players to come out there and win and and play well. They actually played well enough to win uh, last week against the Atlanta Falcons, Uh, just some questionable play calling down the stretch. So I would say, based off what I've seen from the Giants and what I like about the Redskins is their defense – and when you combine their defense, especially their defensive line against Eli Manning, I think the Redskins can win this game. I would say take the Redskins in the points. So I'm interested to hear, Chris, your, your point of view on why you chose this game. Absolutely. It's because the nature of the beast in the NFL. You have a team that has virtually no shot because the matchup is not positive for them. That's the Giants. You have a team that looks like they're actively tanking by trading away players left and right. You have a team on a short week and you have another team that is leading the division. This is prime for Washington to be Washington, much like the Bengals being the Bengals. Certain teams are just themselves, and Washington will not. The Giants won't win this game. Washington will give this game to the Giants. That's what I'm expecting to happen, because all signs point to what you're saying, Emory, which is Washington should win this game pretty handily, and there's a weird reason why they're only one-point favorites. And that's, I mean, that's a that's a great point by both of you. I tend to lean with, with Emory on this one. I think that defensive line is just way too tough for a really terrible um, 
Giants offensive line. I think I also think that um, a, a a draft, uh, I mean, a guy who was picked up in free agency and given a lot of money, Nate Ho- Nate Solder, is showing why the Patriots were willing to just let him go. Um, he hasn't been the difference maker that everybody thought he would be. I think it's going to be a long day for um, Eli Manning. Maybe, maybe this is the game where somebody says, you know what, it's time to move on from Eli for real. Um, but we all know how that goes. Some people get the benefit of the doubt all the way to the end. It doesn't matter how many years they've been terrible. Um, for me, my first NFL game, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a team that's been really, I think, on the on the come up. They've been getting healthy. They've been getting players back, and that's the Carolina Panthers. It, it, it never fails. Whenever they just allow Cam Newton to be the man, he he either almost pulls them out of the fire or pulls them way out of the fire. And he was able to do that again last week. Um, I expect nothing less this week as as they play host um, to Baltimore and everybody loving, you know, Joe Flacco again and he's this and he's that. Just remember that that he, he at any point in time can have a Joe Flacco type of game. And, and I expect him to do that versus um, a Carolina defense that continues to get better um, the healthier um, they get and the more pieces they begin to bring back into the fold. I also think that this defense, uh, I'm sorry, this offense versus a really good Baltimore defense um, is able is going to be able to take advantage of the fact that a, a, an athletic mobile quarterback um, with, a, with a running game that is um, two-dimensional will be one that, that keeps them off balance and allows them to make some plays. I think it'll be a hard-fought battle, but I like Carolina um, getting points at home. For Carolina, I think their fortunes change just like uh, Jared Goff's fortunes, fortunes change when he wore the fan you shirt. Since they've been wearing the white away jerseys <laughs> with the black pants, they've been flawless. Like the, That's a fire look for them. But uh, my last NFL game, Pittsburgh against Cleveland. Pittsburgh are eight. They're eight point favorites in this ball game. I think Pittsburgh coming off the bye week, uh, taking even more advantage of a Cleveland Browns team. Uh, we they saw each other week one. It was a tie. It was in sloppy conditions. I think Pittsburgh coming off a bye, uh, catching the Cleveland Browns at its weakest point offensively. They're not playing good offensive football. I think they can really roll in this game. So I would say later points with the Steelers. Um, I would I would agree with you, Emery. I think that. Um, I just can't – as much as I like the way the Browns' defense has been playing this year, I just can't get behind the roster moves and um, them throwing Baker Mayfield to the fire um, without any kind of understanding of, of what he's supposed to do versus legitimate NFL defenses. Um, I, I don't think it's fair to him. I don't think it's fair – um, to continue to try to scapegoat everybody else except for the people who are making these moves um, for for the Browns' offense. So I think that's a that's a great call. Um, the Steelers team that's really starting to come on. Um, my last pick, my last pick. I like to go. I mean, I, I I like to go with the obvious. The Oakland Raiders clearly are not trying to win football games. Um, and and it's it's kind of weird because this actually falls more in in line with CJ's theories behind. When teams make these kinds of moves, all of a sudden the players want to play above their heads just to show how um, how good they can be without the players that they got rid of. But 
in this case, I just think that the Oakland Raiders are trying everything they can possibly do to not win a game. I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr is a, a, a DNP for this game. That's how, like, that's how much they're really just wholesale trying to tank now. So I'll take the Indianapolis Colts, who um, Andrew Luck seems to be rolling it, rolling, rolling in the form and playing better, um, starting to get the ball out of his hand a little bit faster. Um, T.Y. Hilton was back last week. He'll have another week under his belt um, where he, he really gets a chance to go. And so I like the Indianapolis Colts um, giving the three points um, in Oakland. And you know I like that pick, Gene, because unlike what the Giants are doing, right, where they're trading away some pieces, they're not trading away their best pieces. Oakland seems to be just trading away anyone who has talent and is also <laughs> under the age of 26. So, yeah, this might be an ugly game, and I actually kind of feel bad for Derek Carr with the situation at hand. Hey, a quick, to... a quick question before you go on, CJ. What do you think the, what do you think the chances are that Green Bay can get Nelson back on the cheap? All right. Ask that one more time because it kind of went in and out. Sorry. I said, what, what do you think the chances are that a team like Green Bay, who's still trying to galvanize all their weapons, might, might actually reach out to Oakland and say, hey, you know what? Since you're trying to get rid of everybody, why don't you give us Jordy Nelson back? <laughs> the chances? I, I would actually say that they're pretty good, and I don't think that it'll end up being Green Bay. I think there's some other teams that might end up reaching out because they're having some issues at wide receiver. So, we... we, we, we We'll see what happens with that. But I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be more moves from the Oakland side, and there might be some secret ones going on right now. But the one I want to go to is a team that legitimately looked like the best team in the NFL for the first three weeks of the season, especially when they beat the Wicked Witch of the AFC, which is Jacksonville Jaguars when they went ahead and beat the Patriots. And ever since then, they have looked horrible. Just horrible. You know what cures things for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Blake Bortles? For some apparent reason, since his rookie year, Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been world beaters in London. And they just happen to be in London this week. And familiarity usually plays out in situations like this. They're used to how London works. They're used to the swing. And we saw this last year when they beat the brakes off of a team that was better than them. You know? This is what they do. They beat the brakes off of a team that was better than them last year in Baltimore. I think they do something similar. I don't think they win 44-7 to like last year, but I think they straight up win against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are three-point favorites, because Philly is also trying to figure their own situation out. And I don't know if Philly's going to be used to making that long trip, dealing with the situation over there. Jacksonville, that's pretty much the second home. So I expect the defense to rebound and be better. People forget how talented that defense is. And Blake Bortles will be Blake Bortles, which is an annoying anomaly who figures out how he can do things when you don't expect it and ends up getting a W in this week. Should be a great week of football, man. Some intriguing matchups kicking off on Thursday night with, uh, I believe, Miami and, and Houston, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so – Got some good football actually coming. Uh, Deshaun Watson is not a new John Madden. His Madden cruiser, like, taking it across the country. You know what I'm saying? Not flying. So, shout out to him for getting out there on that bus uh, like he a swack opponent. So, 
<laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll close it out. Shout out to the swag, by the way. We'll close it out, uh, as always, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. So be sure to follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Clemens, Chris at CJ49, me at FBall Game Plan. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Continue to tell us what you like about the show and what other aspects of this show and other podcasts that you want us to add. And if you want to listen to it on SoundCloud, go to soundcloud.com slash FBGP podcast. So we will catch you guys next week. Remember to bet responsibly.